eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. On a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Tuesday, it's what we call the podcast. Al Dukes down the Jersey Shore. What in the hell is up? Good morning, Jerry. I have a dental appointment I have to go to after this podcast. Uh, Just, uh, you know, the usual cleaning situation. But I was thinking about dentistry. That still seems like a very um, (laughs) primitive type of, like, like if... If you have decay, they just drill your tooth. Yes, correct. And then fill it with, they used to fill it with like silver back 100 years ago when, when, when we were kids. But then what happens is like those fillings that you had as kids, if you had any, I did. I don't think um, so. They, they got to get replaced after, you know, 40 years. Sure. So I've been having to get like fillings replaced. And I think I had just, I think I had an aggressive dentist when I was younger. <laughs> Until you found your brother-in-law. Until I found... Yeah, but I didn't find him until I was like long after I was an adult. So instead, when you got to him, your mouth had already been worked on and destroyed. Yeah, because he told me the same thing he think uh, things happened to him as a kid. Like, if you had even like the beginnings of like what they would now call like put a watch on that tooth, like let's keep an eye on that tooth, there could be a situation. that The, the dentist back in the day, I think, were just drilling teeth and just like, eh. Yeah, I believe let's it. Let's prevent the problem now. Imagine taking a drill into someone's mouth. No. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like we should be at a different... Couldn't you put, like, a cream on my tooth that would take the decay away? I agree. And yet, who? someone was the first one that said, yeah, you could drill my teeth. Yeah. You know what? If we could just get a drill and just drill out that part that looks decayed, then how about, like, a, a root canal? They go... They drill... Then they go in and pull the nerves out of your tooth. Oh, I've never had that. I hope I never do. Oh, I think I had one. Awful. One I would I, where I had to get a um, uh, the what do they call like a cap on top of it? Okay. I had first. I have to like kill the tooth, so I take the nerve out of it. That That's sounds terrible, awful. Jerry. I've been, and I think you know, at some point it's going to change. I have been very lucky. Yeah, with my mouth, I have had very few cavities, and I—I I mean, I barely go to the dentist. My poor wife is there, you know, every three months. No, not that bad, but you get my point. It's just—it's awful. And then, so when she know, goes, there's a situation. Yeah, but she goes it's three grand. <laughs> that's the situation. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it happens to be true. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like dental insurance, they say Sucks. it covers like the same amount as it covered in the seventies. It covers like, nothing as far as money goes. Yeah, it's nothing. I, I sit there I'm like, what am I paying for? Yeah, you know, insurance wise, that is right. Right, they're really only covering your cleanings. Yeah, whoopee! So I'd they, rather pay for the cleanings and take care of the big stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the thing. And if anything seems 
dental wise, like uh, cosmetic, like teeth whitening, t- that's definitely that's out. zero coverage on your insurance for that. Stuff. Yeah, no, I know it's ridiculous. It really is. It's nuts. I totally and, uh, agree with you. And like once a year, like I go twice a year. Once a year when I go, they take X-rays. The second the second time you go, they don't take X-rays. So you get X-rays once a year. That's freaky too. When you see the X-rays and you see how deep like your your roots go, like how big Ugh. the tooth actually is that goes into your gums. Disgusting. Yeah. Look Honestly. like an animal. I look like a. But this sounds like fun. Like I can't a... wait for you to go today. <laughs> I look like I got a dog mouth. Then I was going to treat myself. What do you think of this, Jerry? I have not had. Because I'm hungry right now, but I, I don't have time. Like I'm going to walk the dog, then I got to get in my car and drive. So normally I'm like right now I'm already starving. Like I want my lunch, but I've already prepped my mouth. So I was like, hmm, you know what? My my uh, dentist is right next to a McDonald's. I have there not had go. McDonald's in years. Do me a favor. I'm thinking get of getting McDonald's, myself some McDonald's. Yeah, and let me know how you feel after. Okay, because I have not had McDonald's in years, and that's why I say that. Well, well, here's, here's what, what, you, I, what are you going to get, though? Well, you can't actually, go and get a salad. No, no, no. I actually went on their website today to see okay. what was going on at McDonald's because I'm betting so long. And I determined that uh, the thing I'm going to get is a six-piece nugget only. That's, That's it? Six-piece nugget. Oh, I'm not interested in your conference and how you feel. Because you don't think that will affect my stomach? No, I thought you were going to get a Big Mac fries and a shake. No, no, no. Oh, you you think I should go? Well, I don't like Big Macs, but. All right, so then go this. Get the two cheeseburger options, small mm-hmm. fries and a Coke. Okay. Like, I was have the McDonald's that. experience. I'm not, I'm like a regular burger, no cheese, but two burgers, fries, and a shake. Jerry, I'll be in, I'll be hurting when I get home. Think, that shake is going to kill me. All right, then get a Coke. Coca-Cola. Or whatever soda you like. So you're just saying, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't if wuss gonna, out and just get a six-piece nugget. Because it's a treat for you, so enjoy right. it. Don't go halfway. Like, enjoy it. Right. Like, I don't know if you do this with your children. Like, if they go to the dentist or the doctor, and it's going to be unpleasant, you know, like they're going to get a shot or something when they were younger, that you go, oh, we're going to get McDonald's. And it's like, it, it kind of eases the pain. I'm sure we did do that. I don't yeah. remember doing it, but I'm yeah, sure we did. Yeah, when you were younger. Yeah, so I'm going to do the same true. thing for me. I'm going to go to the dentist, which is generally unpleasant, even though it's just a cleaning. Yes. And I'm going to reward myself with a McDonald's experience. I love this. I happen to like the McDonald's experience. I don't have it often. I really don't. Yeah. But when I do, I do go the two cheeseburger fries and Coke route. I was considering doing a uh, Happy Meal where you get a burger, fries, like a small fry with some apple slices and a water. There you go. Boy, you're really going all out. Oh, my God. But that's not the experience, like you're saying. I appreciate right. what you're saying. Because I was trying to be like, oh, what's my best option? Where really, if I'm going to go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. Otherwise, go just to go McDonald's. home and eat your whatever you have for lunch, your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. You know, don't kill yourself then. That's right. what I would tell you. Okay. That's fair. Fair. Uh, I think I asked you about this once before, but I still don't understand the the idea behind it. Okay. I was looking at, uh, sometimes for fun, I like to look at businesses that are for sale. Yeah. Okay. So let's say, um, I'm going to try to use an example of a business for sale. Let's say it's a uh, it's a deli. It's a deli for sale, right? Right. And the deli, uh, the owner says that uh, this business is uh, $65,000. They don't own the building. And all you're really doing is taking over the lease and the, their name and reputation, I suppose. Right. You're basically just walking into a paycheck that you now own. Right. But what stops, instead of doing that and paying $65,000 or $100,000 for the business, why couldn't I go to the person who owns the building and just say, I'll take this space when these people leave? Oh, you like, could. Why? Of course you could, but then what am, so so what am, what are they selling as the business? So here's what they're selling. Yeah. So this is what would happen: they move out. When they move out, they're going to clear everything out, and you're going to mm-hmm. get four walls and a ceiling. Right. And the sign's going to come down, and now you're going to be a brand new business. And now some people will go there out of habit and be like, "Oh, it's been uh, turned over." Mm-hmm. Other people will see a new sign and will go somewhere else. And so. And you now have all those expenses of buying all the equipment, restocking all the food that's been thrown out or taken away, mm-hmm. and you've got to decorate, and you've got to paint, and you've got build-out. 
as opposed right, to as just a, right. a close, move in, you close on a Thursday, and on Friday morning at 6 a.m., you walk in as the owner, hmm. and nothing changes. I think I, that's what I want my second career to be after I retire from radio. A deli. I want to own a, not a deli, the, the coffee shop situation. Yeah, so do I. That's but what a similar I, I type thing. Like you always talked about pizza places. Yes, just buy an existing pizza place, go in yeah. there, and do it as good or better. Right, because you'll have the pizza ovens already. Everything's ready. You got the clientele. And the, the only thing the only thing that would happen would be if you screw it up because you're a jackass of an owner or you do bad business practice or you try to cut corners and you piss off the clientele. Otherwise, it should be seamless. Right. I had a friend of mine bought a florist because he thought it would just be peaceful. And he walked in, same type of deal, checked all the books. He was good. And he was making the exact amount of money he thought he was going to make. And he couldn't take it because he found out a lot of the money, which he kind of knew but didn't realize, was coming in through the Internet on sites like FTD and 1-800-Flowers and stuff like that. And they would put, like, time constraints on him. Like, all right, here's an order. This has to go out within three hours. Meantime, he was trying to arrange something for a customer that walked in the door. And, you know, all of a sudden, you've got to set it aside because so much of your business comes from the big websites. He hated it. Absolutely hated it. A a deli or a coffee shop like that, right up your alley. But my point is he walked into an existing business and was making exactly what he thought he'd be making. Yeah. And it did work out. He ultimately got rid of the place because he didn't like the business model. But it uh, it works. I would love to know what small businesses like that make. I, it has to vary so wildly. Sure. Oh, of course. I mean, depending on where you are, what your rent is, how busy yeah. the traffic flow is in the shopping center. No doubt. And then there's always the question of, so like, for instance, you know, with the Cornhole League that we have. So I got kicked out of the gym because the vaccine's going there. Not kicked out, but we're not allowed in until I guess it's going to be after Labor Day, which is fine. So I'm sitting there saying, you know, I have this 40-team league. Maybe I just go lease a real place. Right. But then it's a matter of, all right, well, instead of paying as we go, now I really owe this amount of money for this amount of years. Yes. Then it's like it's a lot more time. And what number are you comfortable making? You want to do it just to make an extra twelve grand a year? Or are you doing it? You know, when it's just Monday nights, it's like, who cares? It's fun. As long as it pays for itself, it's a good time. Guys are out. But now all of a sudden, it's like a real business. Right. Well, if it's going to be a real business, I better make some money because it'll take a hell of a lot of my time. Yes. You know? So uh, the same thing, I think, with the coffee shop. You have to sit there and say, right, what number? Am I comfortable making fifty grand just living by the shore and running a coffee shop? Or is that not enough? Right. So it is interesting. I could see you doing that. I think you'd be good at it. You got to do that. You got to analyze it. You got to analyze it all. Yeah. You put a piano in there. I could see you being in there at the end of the day, chilling out. And invite people to come up and play the piano if they really know how to play it. And you'd be playing Drops of Jupiter every damn day because it's all you know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Barely. I'm just kidding. I also listened yesterday. uh, I talked about I was going to try out this new Jim Rome podcast that he called the Reinvention Podcast. How'd that go? It was interesting. The first I listened to the first episode, which was just him talking. It was about how he, how he was uh, very hungry for to work in the business and how he came up and how he started doing it. But he feels like now, you know, he's not doing the best he can be doing. And how do you reinvent yourself? How about that? So it does seems kind of interesting. I think you would like it because it's it's a little bit of a motivational type of situation. Sure. Thinking about like where you came from, where you are now, and how do you remain great or yeah. get better and that sort of thing. So That's I would recommend it for you. And then I guess subsequent episodes, he'll have uh, guests on that have done it or are in the process of reinventing themselves and that sort of thing. So I like that. That sounds pretty I, Yeah, I, I did find it interesting. I think that's also right in line with what we've talked about on our podcast, too, about the business and the way the business has changed right. and what it is and for guys like that. I mean, we were you know, we were laughing about Mike and Chris with the old college coaches on. So, for instance, talk about the business changing. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And this is, like, to the point. Like, he is classic for, um, for putting just weird college coaches oh, he's got around the, the country. Oh, he's got bizarre guests on Jim Rohn. How about this one? And I love Zach Elb, and you do too, and I know that. But he put on last night Porter Moser, the head coach of Loyola. I don't know what that is. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with that. He's, I'm sure he's a wonderful head coach, and it's a nice program. That's a weird – I mean, that's that's a fine local spot, wherever the hell Loyola is, and well, I guess near uh, Washington, D.C. or somewhere right. down there. Like, would you even Maryland. put a lot of a show down there? You'd be like, mm, I don't know. But to put it on – who in San Diego is driving around that gives a crap about Nobody. Porter Moser? Yeah, Rome puts on people like that all the time. Right, right. So it's a it's, random college guys. It's very strange. So I thought that was interesting, just because we were talking about it, and I I don't think it was ten minutes after we talked about it that I saw Zach tweet out Porter Moser. I'm like, oh boy, yeah, you know, like, okay. <laughs> right. And then that's the other thing, tweeting it out, going like someone's going, oh my god, where can I gotta get near a radio? How do I? Uh, I need to listen to this. I you're not kidding. I'm sorry. Can you believe this? Is this right? What's that? I'm reading that Andre Drummond is going to sign with the Nets now. Where is he playing now? Him too? Where was Drummond? I don't even know. He was in Detroit too, wasn't he? Or Cleveland? I forget what the hell he was. Is that possible? That's possible, Jerry. I don't know. I feel I, like I've just, heard Evan talk about that. It's Twitter. Yeah, but they but they went out and got Blake Griffin. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, That could have just been some guy on Twitter. I'm not sure. Whatever. Anyhow. Maybe Zach Gelb could have an insider on to talk about it. Maybe he could. That's exactly right. You That's never right. know. That's right. Well, listen, go enjoy your day at the dentist. Yeah, I got to go to the dentist, Jerry. I got to walk the dog first, get in the car, go to the dentist, come, uh, stop by McDonald's, and then come home. I'll let you, you might know be how a, it goes. I, You might be exhausted by 4 o'clock. Oh, no doubt, Jerry. You, I've yeah. already, like, I was looking at this day on my calendar going, can I get through it? You want to come to practice today? No, Jerry, I can only do one thing a day. I'm going to the dentist today. All right, fair enough. All right. Yesterday I went to the pet store. Like, I don't do two things in one day. (laughs) I understand. All right, a warm-up show is next. I do that, though. I do a warm-up show and a podcast, so I guess I do do more than one thing a day. Nice. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday. All right, enjoy it. See you, Jerry. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Not like the open, 305, 503, something like that. We got a five, we got a zero, we got a three. You can figure it out, you're smart enough. What do you say? It's Tuesday morning. I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri down in Bradley Beach where it's about to heat up for the spring and summer. His name is Albert Hank Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? That's right, Jerry. This Friday, we're getting a summer Friday. I don't care what you say. No, it's I'm with you, be man. something like 60 degrees. You're going to be out there in your thong walking yep. around Bradley Beach. Oh, yes, I am, Jerry. I got the flip-flops out. I'm going to be in my thong bikini. You're a flip-flop guy? Uh, I am in the summer. I am a flip-flop guy. I, I haven't. Uh, I wasn't for many, many years. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I will. I became a flip flop guy. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, we've discussed this. I hate yep. feet, including my own. I don't want to look at them. Yeah, I will go to like uh, the store in flip flops. I'm that guy now. Wow, look at you. Yeah, yep. Right. But uh, you know, I do get pedicures as well, so uh, I do keep my feet uh, looking uh, somewhat uh, presentable if I'm going to be showing them off in flip flops. But, uh, yeah, Jerry, listen, you go with the flow. You go with uh, where you live. If where I, yeah, you live, I, I try not people, to be a follower. People are in flip flops. Well, I mean, you're the follower of American culture because you live in America. This is uh, just another. <laughs> I was born here. <laughs> this is just another step where you become a flip flop guy. Wife gets mad at me because I still wear sneakers. Yeah. When I go down the shore. That's all right. Uh, sneakers are an acceptable uh, second. I think so too. You get no real support from a flip flop, so if you're going to be walking any distances, you got to put sneakers on because otherwise, you know, you're going to your arches are going to be all screwed up. You're going to need Doctor Scholl's inserts when you go That's back true. to the sneakers. That is very you know true. I mean, Jerry? Although, as Eddie points out to me too, um, you're all you you should be okay with the sneakers because you're the type that also showed up to Miami Beach in jeans. Right. I did go. Uh, Eddie and I met you on the beach. I believe you were probably in a bathing suit. Uh, Eddie and I were in the jeans and shoes. Yes. 
Correct. I have that photo. I will send that out uh, during yeah. the break. It's a good photo. But it is it's a good a, photo. Eddie and I hadn't planned on going to the beach. We thought, well, we we really planned on going for a long walk. And when we got to the beach, we thought we'd go meet you. But yes, it looks very ridiculous to be in jeans. When it was 80 degrees in Miami. <laughs> you could pull off jeans with no shirt. That would be a cool look for like a muscular guy with abs. Mm, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you where you could pull that off. That in Santa either. Monica when you're walking on the boardwalk. Yeah. Absolutely, you could. If you were deep into the beach near the ocean, weird look. Yeah, weird look to be. What if I went swimming in jeans? They get a little heavy. <laughs> you, they, with your body weight, you'd yeah. be brought all the way to the bottom real quick. They, yeah, they get a little heavy, these jeans, when <laughs> you go do. swimming in them. <laughs> so, yes, that's a coming later this week, Jerry. Nice. Later this week. Very excited. Um, yeah, I did, uh, since they're, we're on a basketball break, yes, uh, all-star break, Jerry. I we don't are. Know. Kind of stuck with Nets what do Knicks I. Nets and play again Thursday. Yeah, what do I watch now that basketball's uh The same uh, thing you watch off. every night. Well, I was uh, catching up on 90 you, Day. You could have watched Hofstra Elon last night on CBS Sports that. Network. I'm not watching uh, Hofstra you know what? basketball. Gl- they I'm don't have anyone just, in the pros. I'm happy you just started saying what you said. You said 90 Day Fiance, correct? Yeah, I, that's right. right. That's so, what I'm catching up on. Sunday evening, me and my wife got home with the kids. We were out all day. We get home. And we come across this 90-day fiancé, as you like to say. On the TLC channel. And I said to my wife, interested in this? And she looked at me like I was nuts. She goes, why would you want to watch this? I'm like, I don't. I said, but Al and Sal, as I found out, enjoy Mm -hmm. this show. And she said to me, she goes, if you'd like to watch it, I will watch it with you for a few minutes. She goes, but I get the sense it's not going to stay on very long. Yeah. Five minutes. How in the hell do you get into that show? On the surface, it looks foolish. But once you get involved with people's lives, it gets interesting. That's what I think. Now, if I were a guy who who, um, who had a very hard time getting dates, uh, getting women to commit to me, uh, getting engaged, getting I would 100% try to meet a girl from the Ukraine on whatever websites these people meet these women on. But it's not because real, they are. Though. It is real. No, 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 no. No, no. I know oh, it it's happens. Real, Jerry. I know what happens. My it's point real is, love. No, it's not. That's what's not real to me. Could be real love. How they many start... of these ninety-day fiancés end up having long, fulfilling lives together? That I don't know. I haven't uh, haven't watched it long enough. But I'm just saying, the women from the Ukraine are very beautiful. They're very interested in coming to America. And uh, they seem to really love these men, even that are not attractive and bit of a drip. Like their personalities are drips on the men, I'm saying. I guess. I'll use. <laughs> I, I guess, dude. I don't know. And I got to tell you, some of these women from the Ukraine, Jerry. It seemed like a desperate watch. I couldn't take it. Yeah, no, listen, I, we had it on the other day for, like I said, five, six minutes. And that was it. There was the one we were watching. Uh, where was she from? She was. She had to go to Serbia to get back to America. Yeah, she's from France. Yeah, and her father was annoyed. I'm like, what are we watching? Right, and that woman. This is the. This is what's interesting about the show. the 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 person who wants to come to America is always more attractive than the American. Right, I understand. That's why it's a desperate plea this, for them, and it's desperate for the guy. And this woman from France is statuesque, beautiful woman. And the guy she's in love with is a mess. She's using him. That's how I. Look That's at why I things. like this show. Ugh, right. So I'm interested. In so I'm out. Until basketball comes back, Jerry, it's I'm going to catch night. up on this. Put basketball? on ESPN, CBS Sports Network. I'm not watching watch... Hofstra basketball. We've got tournament basketball this week. I want basketball where You're I not know watching anything, please. Where I know the guys are going to make it to the pros. You'd rather watch The Bachelor than watch Lakers Nets. That's true. I know it's true. And that's fine. But then don't sit here and tell me until basketball comes back. You're watching. Yeah, you're still watching it. You're watching Chip and Joanne or Joanna, whatever the hell her name is. Uh, I'm stuck, Jerry. I don't know what to watch with basketball gone now for the All Star break. The same what thing do you I always do? watch. Right. What do we do now? Watch more that murder mysteries. Go to bed, you know, in, I don't know. Reasonable hour. Well, you always go to bed at a reasonable hour. I do. You were, 8 yes, you're is my very responsible off. in that. In that way, Work-wise, you're very responsible. Like you're Thank not you. going to go out on a Tuesday night. No, I barely go out on a Friday to. night. Well, but Friday nights are. We've always said that Friday nights are difficult for all of us because we're so exhausted from the week. Saturday nights, the get out night. Oh, that's the big party night for me, Jerry. And once this coronavirus is over, oh baby, I'm gonna party like it's 1999 until Prince at least style. 10 p.m. Right? 
I might go out till 9.30, 10 p.m. I might set up <laughs> dinner reservations for seven instead of five <laughs> once we're all fully vaccinated. <laughs> oh, you're funny. How about that? The CDC yesterday came out. That's the Centers for Disease Control. Yes. They said people who are fully vaccinated against COVID can gather with other fully vaccinated people indoors right on top of each other, no masks. Yeah, well, if you're vaccinated and everybody else is, like, why couldn't you? But if you're vaccinated and I'm not, why can't I be all over, you, all up in your business That's indoors? a good point. Well, uh, I will, hmm, because I don't know if they're sure if you can carry it. Is that possible? Did I read that correctly somewhere? That you could still theoretically carry it, but not If you have the it. vaccine? Yes. So then they may, so I'm really more worried about the people that are vaccinated passing it on to me that I'm not vaccinated. Yes. Now, Although if you have I'm your mask on, I think you're okay. I don't even know. I'm so confused by the whole thing. No, once the summer hits, Jerry, I don't know if you heard, masks and every all the rules get you're thrown out the window. You're telling me June 21st. Summer of 2021. Well, That's we right, June, June 21st, the UK's opening wide open. All right. I hope so. I hope we are on the right path. That's what I, I hope. As Brent Musburger would say, you are looking live at America. No masks. No social distancing. So June twenty first, summer. Right, Mike, now I don't have any. I actually believe that to be the case. My question yeah, me to too. you would be: Where are we in the winter, though? Again, the winter. Yeah. Once we get past this, we're wearing not wearing masks anymore. That's it. All right. Winter comes. Everyone's vaccinated. We're you all too? good, Jerry. I'm not sure yet. I'm still, you just said everyone. <laughs> like LeBron James, I'm keeping that personal between me and my family. Ah, okay, got it. I just, just haven't figured everyone. it out yet. Right. Yeah. All right. Hmm. I, th- I think I, well, I don't know. Never mind. I think I'm going soon. We'll see. Is that right? I'm hoping to. I'm waiting. You have an appointment or are you doing, are you doing one of those ways? Like, it seems so confusing to me. I hear people go like, like I, I'm on, I'm uh, in line online for an appointment. Yeah. But then I hear all these other things like, well, if you do this, you could get ahead of the line. If you do that, I'm like, it's so confusing. No, I'm not trying to get ahead of anybody. I'm just, I have, I have an idea that it's coming soon. So. Because you keep getting updated emails. Yes. yes? Yeah, I got that. There's, I got that as well. Correct. So we shall see soon enough, well, my man. Soon. Yeah. Already, it's mid March. Well, it's not mid March. It's early to mid March. Today's the uh, today's the eighth, second week of today March. Is eighth or ninth. Today is the ninth. ninth March today's ninth. The ninth. Tuesday. So yeah. So we're into the second week of March, which means you are now less than a month away from making your grand return. That's right. April seventh, the return. I'm gonna have a bunch of cameras following me around, and we can probably turn it into a reality. I gotta be show. honest. Why can't you just stay home? Because uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> uh, people demand I come back. I'm not demanding that. Well, others are. Others are. I hear you. All right. Boom. Boomer size. Uh, I'm yes. Boomer size. I'm Boomer size. I got gotcha. you. I did have a nice conversation with my friend Steve just about like he runs a. Uh, uh, Actually, he works at that SHI, who is the sponsor of the Rutgers uh, Stadium. Yes, absolutely. Innovative and, solutions, uh, world-class yeah. support. And they're uh, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to get employees back and that sort of thing. And sure. people have gotten very comfortable working from home and are, are, are making arguments to stay at home. But- you know what I find interesting, though, with that? Because I, I would think you would have the same thing here, especially since our sales force and prom- really no one's been here since last March. Yeah. And I guess no one's coming back even until, what, May or something like that, maybe even June, I forget what we saw. But my question would be how productive have people been since being home? And you almost get the sense And I don't know. I think it's different from business to business. You can make the case in certain situations that people are more productive home and give you more because there's a sense of, I guess guilt is probably the best word, of getting the job done because you're home. As opposed to when you're here, going down for the smoke break every hour or just walking around and talking to people. When you're home in front of the computer, I think there are certain situations where you're actually more productive. I think if you work in sales and your salary is determined by how much you sell, then I think you can be just as productive at home. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the other jobs where people are wondering like, huh, what is this person doing all day? That's fair. Yeah. You also don't get to you know bump into people in the hallway and share ideas and maybe a great idea comes from just bumping into somebody in the hallway. Or well, the, the interaction, s- sure. Soda machine or- at the water cooler, Jerry. Water we have cooler water talk. coolers. Yeah, we water don't even cooler have a talk. water cooler. When I'm at the water cooler, I like to, 
I just like to get the pulse of the people I work with. You don't see talk what to anybody. Thinking. What are you talking about? See what they're thinking, Jerry. Just get the you pulse. Leave of... this, you leave, leave the control room. You go right into your office. You don't walk around and talk to anybody. Yeah, I hope all my food that I have in my drawer is still good when I get back a year later. Like uh, granola bars, they're probably still good. They're good till 2028. My cake cup coffees. You'll be fine. Oh, I actually broke in. I actually took those. My desk. Oh, someone broke the lock on my desk. I'm going to be furious. Well, I did. Furious. It was actually open. My desk was open? Yes, and you also had Quaker oatmeal packets in there. Yes, Quaker oatmeal packets. Yes. Everything's there. I just, I did borrow a couple of coffees. I'll put them back before you come back. How how was my desk open? I don't know. I was looking for a pen. And Bob Seriously, you're not being, you're not being hilarious? My desk is wide open? Wide open. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I just knew you had oatmeal in there. <laughs> Powdered peanut butter and oatmeal. Yeah, I, I guess did. everything I have in there is like what you would put, what you would hide in a bunker. Yes, you're perfect. You're good for the next nine years if you need. You're okay. The only thing I'm questioning about my desk drawer that I left on March 20th, 2020 is uh, did I leave a banana in there? Mm, uh, I hope not. Oh, I'm going to well. guess no because I think. You'd smell it. By yeah, now. I would have. Yes. It'd be and like it'd an be air up. freshener in the room before it actually. And also, Al, like you got to think, oh my God, it's such a it's such a mess with all the boxes and deliveries. Yeah. Now, it, it's, it looks, you know, bad, but. It would just be like maybe a two week break. It, you know, it's not. It's going to look bad, but it's really doesn't honestly, look like you're moving. It's not. It's not that right. bad. Exactly. All my packages. Yeah, and the you know the helmets from the Super Bowl are still there. Yeah. The CBS oh, that's doesn't cool. Know what to do with? So. I'm taking a, I'm taking a Buccaneer oh, one home with me. Right. Put on my shelf. That's right. Because they know. they said they didn't know what they wanted to do. So okay. By the way, we were. Uh, I had a salad dressing, Italian dressing, in the refrigerator that I went to use the other day. It was expired in 2018. I got to tell you, it tasted fine. In our refrigerator? No, in my home. Oh, at home. Because <laughs> we, we got away from the salad dressings for a while, yeah. just, just using, <laughs> uh, you know, the vinegar. Yes. And the other day, I'm like, you know what? I want some salad dressing. So <laughs> I grabbed it, and my wife goes, where'd you find that? I'm like, it was in the refrigerator in the garage. She goes, I want to check the date. 2018. Mm. I said, what do you think? She goes, throw it out. I'm like, mm. I open it. I'm like, it smells fine. And it was good. I'm going to shake it up. If I shake it up really good, I bet you I get a couple more days out of it. Yeah, I didn't get sick. Now, I did throw it out after I ate it, but it it was not. So my point is your granola bar and your oatmeal and your peanut butter, you're you're good to go. You're Okay, good. And we're good to go. we got to step aside for just a second. When we come back, how rich Boomer could have been had he been born at a different time. (laughs) That's on the other side. And then that guy, Boomer, who wouldn't be here today had he been born at a different time, but is here today because he got screwed by being born when he was born, he'll join Geo at 6 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Well, you know who stepped in uh, Doo Doo? His name is Dak Prescott. It's 524. It is a Tuesday. Al tells me it's March 9th. We take it to 6 o'clock, and at 6 o'clock, there's a guy by the name of Boomer Esiason, who is one half of the Boomer and Geo show. Al, you remember back in the day, he was an NFL MVP. Oh, he could sling it, Jerry. He had the great uh, deep fake, where then he would uh, like he would he would like crouch and the fake handoff, and then he would uh, sling it, Jerry, down you the know, field to various wide receivers on the Bengals. You know how much money Dak Prescott is getting this year? Uh, for this year coming up, this year alone, thirty million dollars. Oh no, 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 Al, come oh, on now. I think that was the last. I mean, year. that's a that's a goofy number. Oh, a man cannot work for that, Jerry. He is getting this year alone. Yeah, the 2021. $75 million. Nice. Let me do the math on that, Jerry. $66 million signing bonus. $75 million, you That's said? That's what he's making Hold this on. year. Now, I know the signing bonus is, you know. In theory, it's not for this year. It's for the entire contract. But that's what he's getting paid this year. That's gonna, the check he's getting. I'm going to divide that by 17 games because I think we're going to be 17 games this season. That, that is, is uh, unbelievable. 
That is a four million dollars, uh, four point four million dollars a game. And what is that's the most awesome. Boomer ever million, made in his career? That's a million dollars a quarter he's getting. It's un. Every I mean, quarter. And I love Dak Prescott, and I'm telling you right now, I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled, that he is back. There's no question about it. But my God, you got to be kidding me. Now I think they fooled around with the numbers enough to where they can still sign players. But he's getting in four years $162 million. Nice. And Boomer, in comparison, made, according to one article, made $24 million in the NFL. Which is not terrible, by the no, way. I, no, 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 no. I'm, that's not. You're 100% right. And I'm not comparing him to regular society. Right. I'm comparing him to an NFL, an NFL MVP in the late 80s and then played into the 90s and almost through all of the 90s. Not 1930. To a player today who's not an NFL MVP coming off a compound fracture and a dislocation of the ankle and is going to make $75 million this year. Not a great quarterback, but I would say this, Jerry, pretty good. Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback. I would agree with you. Would you say really good or pretty good? Really good. Really I think good. he's a level below the great ones. But that said, he's got the capability to be. My concern is the injury. God, that's a lot of money. I always wonder, what do these guys, like, do we ever look into, like, what do these guys do with their money? Some of them invest it. Some of them save it. Some of them spend it and lose it. Yeah, I would love to, like, follow around, like, just a group of guys, like, guys who got really paid, like, a couple years ago. Like, what do they actually do with their money? Where, well, there where was... does it go? Because even if you buy a $10 million house, that's it, still, like, for Dak Prescott, $65 million just for this year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And your house is paid off, a $10 million house. So what are they, like, can I look on an app on their phone and look at their bank statement? I don't think is you it, can do that unless you get their credentials. Well, I don't think it? you can. Uh, what do you I mean? Their money see, you're talking about? Yeah, like I just would like to see it in the bank or in uh, real estate. Well, they would or, have to, well, I'm sure it's there. They got, a, they got a money guy, you think, Jerry? Yes. Oh, 100%. I think when they go to the rookie symposiums now, they are told and talked to about, you know, all the all the traps that you end up with may, you know, getting messed up with the wrong people that end up embezzling your money or taking your money or investing it poorly. Yes. I'll tell you this, if he makes, if he makes $75 million this year, let's for poops and giggles. Let's just say after taxes, he's got 40 million bucks. Live off the interest. Listen, I'm trying to get to a million dollars in my 401k by the time I retire so that I could live off the interest. So I can't imagine what $75 million is. Well, 75 times what you're trying to live off. Oh, a lot man it's pretty good jerry it's yeah. pretty good no it's i was blown away like i knew he was gonna get i knew he was gonna get paid i did not think he was going to get an average of 40 something million dollars a year i was i was surprised by that you think he'll get a new car that'd be cool i don't no i don't i think remember dak made 30 something million dollars last year oh so probably had probably bought a car then yeah so it's not like he didn't have money i mean he made a lot on the franchise tag after his you know rookie deal but Man, that's a lot. I mean, I, I ugh, wow. I would lose all motivation if I was a player that got that kind of cash. I'd be like, what? Well, it depends on I the person. Yeah, well, so that's, therein lies the problem where you have to know the character of the player and who you're giving the money to. He is not that type that you have to worry about him being motivated. He actually, I, the thing I do love about him is he's driven and he really does want to win a Super Bowl and be the best. There are guys that you're not sure of and you are concerned how much they love the game. Because once they get paid, God knows. I'd get fat like Jamarcus Russell did. I would just be living large. <laughs> it's good to see you have motivation. <laughs> Me and my friends that I used to hang out at the BP station oh. with, we'd just go cruising around all day. Now, let me ask you this. If you're Aaron Rodgers, don't you call up the Packers and say, uh, do you see what Dak Prescott got? Yeah. I want more. Yeah. I'd be like, well, where's my money? Seriously. Tom Brady. I want my money. Like Tom Brady's got to be like, hey, guys. And instead he takes less. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't understand. God, I just want to follow people around. But the NFL Network should do that. Be like, uh, like find somebody who signed big cash and go like, oh, could we could we come to your house and take a look at where your money is? Well, there have been documentaries on that. Wasn't there one on Netflix about guys that lost everything? Yes. I'm almost certain it they, was a few years ago. They say that of lottery winners as well. Well, like if you are a, a non-athlete and you win the lottery, everyone comes at you seventeen yes. different ways. And 
there have been shows and documentaries on lottery winners that their lives have been completely ruined yes. and their family life have been blown apart. That's biblical, Because of greed, Jerry. greed, greed, not weed, greed. weed, weed. Greed is one of the seven deadly sins. I'm sure it is. I, mean, I totally get it. Do you think you can name the seven deadly sins? I could not. Greed. Gluttony, which is eating too much. Sloth, which is being lazy. That's three. Oh, you got one wrapped up. Sloth. <laughs> lust is one. Ooh, lust. That's a bad one. Lust will get you, Jerry. Every time. Do I have to Google the seven deadly sins? I thought you knew My them. Goodness. Think jealousy? Hey, jealousy. Gin blossoms. I wrote seven deadly seasons. What am I doing, Jerry? Sins. Seven it's only deadly four sins. seasons. Yeah, seven, the seven deadly sins, Jerry, are, um, oh, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, anger, anger, envy, pride. Why pride? It's a good question, Jerry. Why pride? Why if you're proud of, why? I don't get that one. How is it, that a it, deadly sin? If it's um, in excess, it uh, can be a bad thing. Very bad. Dukaki. Yeah, more like that. Okay, then then we should change the seven deadly sin to yeah, cockiness. But it, you know, pride and Glo- how about it? gloating. Yeah. pride. You want? I mean, as you're raising kids, you want them to be proud. Yes. You want them to. Uh, that's a terrible sin. No, I, we got to get rid of that. How do we do how that? About, how no, about this? It's, this it's is locked in. This is interesting. Of the seven deadly sins, nothing. Sin have you not learned any these days? Nothing's locked in. We can change it. Good point. Every, we everything's can cancel culture. The uh, seven deadly. Sins. We can change it. Yes. Go ahead, Al. Well, it says the seven deadly sins uh, is within a Christian teachings, although they are not mentioned in the Bible. How about that? How about that? I've never read the Bible cover to cover, so I wouldn't Me know. Me neither. You know, passages perhaps, but not the Bible. Too many pages. And plus, oh you're goodness. only a headline writer. Uh, reader, right. So there's no chance you're reading that. No, plus it's uh, like it's not in, it's in the old time English. It's very hard to read. Like ye old, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Say those things, absolutely. Passed down from generation to generation. They say. Um, when we come back, I got to ask you about lyrics again, in a different way. All right. In the way we remember things, is that fair? That's fair. And I also have a story about a uh, goose problem on the baseball field. Oh, I like that. So we'll do goose the goose geese. problem baseball, and then we'll do the lyrical thing, sort of. Uh, coming up next, half past five, little past that actually, and then Boomer and Geo at six o'clock. It's a Tuesday right here on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. Oh, yeah, we're rocking on a Tuesday as we are approaching 6 o'clock, 5.38. Boomer and Gio coming up at the top of the hour. I already forgot. What did, that, what did you want to talk about, geese or something? Yeah, first I wanted to hit you up with a couple things I found here on Twitter, Jerry. Okay. First of all, this is the Traveling Wilbury, seven, seven Deadly Sins. Okay, I don't one know this their, one. One of their lesser-known tracks. Yes. <laughs> I don't know it at all. Uh, a couple people on Twitter, someone said that the uh, documentary you were referring to where athletes get uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars and go broke yeah. was a 30 for 30 called Broke. Okay. Which uh, I do recall yeah, now so uh, uh, seeing that. Yep, on ESPN. Yep. What else do I have here? Um, <laughs> that's all I had for you that. You said you had a couple things. I thought I did. They're all similar things. They're oh. all pretty much saying uh, <laughs> that thing. And it's just people sending me articles about uh, dudes who made millions and millions of dollars and now have no cash. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Which is sad, Jerry. It's sad. Well, I do think there's a sense when you make that money when you're 23, you think it's going to be there until you're 40. Yes, and, and it you... should still be there when you're 40. Well, not if you can't play hmm. at that level. Oh, you mean every year you're going to be yeah, getting that cash. because you don't know when it's over. An injury can end it. You can just all of a sudden, players pass you, your motivation's gone, you get cut. You know, they, they think at 23 that they're going to have this 15-year career, and they spend a lot early, and then all of a sudden the career's over, and that's it. It's like the great Patrick Ewing said, uh, said, we make a lot of money because we spend a lot of money. Patrick Ewing said that? 
Yeah, I think he said that when they were uh, fighting with the NBA oh, years okay. ago about salaries and stuff. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Jerry, there was an altercation, a brouhaha, if you will, uh, between geese uh, in the outfield during a Cubs-Diamondbacks game in Arizona. Cubs-Diamondbacks, okay. One goose this. attacked another goose, and then one of the geese, the aggressive geese, goose, the aggressive goose, was hanging out in uh, the outfield with uh, Cubs player Rafael Ortega, and he looked scared. Yeah, I would say I'm watching this now. I would. Because there were geese all up in here. Yeah, this doesn't look great. No, geese are very aggressive. If you live in a town with geese, I do. I think there's geese everywhere. Man, they will just... Sometimes the geese go walking down the street like they own the place. Like, like they get in a, a group, looks like a group of teens that I'm always afraid of. But they're geese instead of teens. Just a, I'm just as fearful of them. Because they come walking into town, they poop everywhere, and then they leave. Uh, especially golf courses. Golf courses, anywhere if you're near any sort of lake or field. I got to tell you, though, never been do. bothered by them. And and when I mean they're on the golf courses, I mean dozens and dozens of them. And usually, in a lot of cases, as you walk, they walk away. I've, so I've never had one come at me. But I will tell you, I was playing golf uh, last summer, and the guy I was playing with was not having a great day. We'll just leave it there. He was struggling. And we get to his balls on the fairway, and he's got a goose that's got to be 20 feet in front of him. And I said, you sure you want to hit that? He goes, yeah, why? I said, well, the goose is right in front of you. He goes, I'm fine. Not fine. He hit a ground ball that hit the goose. Now, the goose got up and walked away. And we watched it for the entire rest of the hole, and it really looked fine. It's not like it got hit in the head or anything. But, you know, they came to his defense, and then they uh, walked away. Imagine if the goose went at him as soon as it got hit by the ball. It did not do that. It walked in the opposite direction. I've seen videos on YouTube and such on the internet of uh, geese chasing mailmen sure. and male women, male carriers, That's be if a you really, will. You ever think about doing that, Aggressive. being a mailman? I do, when I was a kid, that was tough. what I wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, you get great exercise, you get to yep. listen to your music, you're mm-hmm. left alone. It sounds nice yeah. until you run, have the run-ins with the animals. Right, and that's why you got to carry that animal spray or an air horn to scare them away. Oh, an air horn, that sounds fun. Yeah, someone told me that because I had mentioned how I have uh, pepper gel that yeah, I sure. get, in case uh, Whimsy and I get attacked by a dog. Right. And someone said, can you please get an air horn instead? It's just as effective and the animal will not be injured. But the animal's attacking you. Exactly. Oh, all right. I mean, I got, I understand what they're saying, but don't attack me and you won't get hurt. Yeah, how about that? Don't attack. Uh, a word to all the animals in Bradley Beach. I have pepper spray. There you go. If you don't want it in your eyeballs, don't attack me in the whimster. Now, can I, I want to bring up something that I know is on the show sheet. And I don't, I don't, I'm not sure where you want to go with this, but mm. I, this is... Anything for, on the show sheet, Jerry, is fair game. This is more in terms of something we discuss all the time about lyrics in songs as children. All right. And what we, I guess, never realized at the time. And as we're adults, we listen to them now and we're like, wow, we used to sing that and it never crossed our mind. So this whole Pepe Le Pew thing with Space Jam that they took him out for various reasons for sexual advances and stuff like that. So I went to you, the skunk. Yes, yeah, so I went the to French skunk. I went to watch some this morning. I I remember watching these shows as a kid. Do you remember him saying things like this? I am Pepe Le Pew. Everyone should have a hobby, don't you think? Mine is making love. <laughs> you remember that as a child? I kind of do remember that. Yeah. Do you really? This Pepe Le Pew is very advanced. We can do away with the dull preliminaries and make love right away. We can spend the rest of our lives making love. <laughs> I don't remember that. You pulled these off of children's cartoons? Well, I was on YouTube. It's Pepe Le Pew. This Pepe Le Pew is aggressive. That's the cartoon. He's getting he's getting cut out of Space Jam 2. He's getting canceled, Jerry, because he's very aggressive towards women. He doesn't take no for an answer. But do you remember as a kid going to your mom and your dad? What is making love like? I don't no, but know. I do. Re- I do recall being uncomfortable by Pepe Le Pew. And oh, his, you do? Okay, fair and enough. His his love making and wanting to always make love. 
Yeah, you didn't have any. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you and I were talking in the newsroom. Like to me as a kid, I just thought it was like hugging and kissing. I didn't understand. And that's probably the case. And that's my point. Like when you're kids, you hear things and you just kind of brush them off. And I heard this. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like I don't a, remember that. Right. I remember him being uncomfortable, like you're saying, Al. I don't remember him like, let's make love. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. French accent. And also, he was also, you know, he it was always a, a cat that unfortunately yes, got that a white would... strip of paint on it. And right. then he was trying to with trans, correct, you know, trans species uh, relations. Exactly. He didn't have a skunk girlfriend that Maybe he was. Maybe in one, there might have been wooing? an actual that female skunk. But, but you're saying was, all the other times he was, he was trying to. It was a poor female cat who just walked under a white paintbrush. And got the stripe down her back, and then he was like, "Hey, hey, how and you I doing?" And I watched six or seven different clips this morning, and it's the same cat in every one, with the white stripe. Like, let's say they like he's been cut out of Space Jam Two. What was he gonna do in Space Jam Two? Make love to LeBron James? <laughs> I don't. Let know. me make love to you, LeBron. You I have no idea. Walked on white paint, and you have a stripe. I think you a skunk. I don't know. I'm not sure what the role was. I don't even <laughs> I th- know if he was ever written in. I have no idea. I thought Pepe Le Pew had a love interest who was also a skunk, but Eddie tells me I'm incorrect. Well, I, all I can tell you is from what I just watched, he's right in that he was always going after the cat that had the white stripe <laughs> that looked like a skunk. <laughs> and he would like he was re- and in a couple of them, he rescued the cat from. You know, it's owner because the cat was on a leash and he's like, come on, let's go this way. And then that's when he's talking about making love and like, what? Yeah, you know what? I don't want Pepe Le Pew in Space Jam Part 2. Well, he's out, so you don't have to worry about it. He's gone. Very aggressive. He was very aggressive. He did not take no for an answer and that's not right. Speaking of of making love, did you see the ads for this suit supply company by any chance? I did. Uh, They're print ads, yes. Oh, my Lord. I mean, you like one headline basically says suit company comes under fire for orgy like photos. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie, you see, just Google it, suit supply, and that listen, they're going to get great publicity from this, obviously. But but we don't even know what suit it was, so no. No, publicity. I don't. But the pictures are ridiculous. Yeah, it's like I used to subscribe to a GQ magazine, right? You know me, Jerry. Very. Oh, I just fat. pulled an owl, right? Uh, on the edge of fashion, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they always had weird ads, like for perfumes. It'd always be like shirtless dudes. I just see guys Boing. in suits. I don't see... You just put in suit supply, hit news on Google. I wonder what you're looking at. I see. Yes, yes you see. I mean, you got you got nine bodies. They're all in underwear, and one guy's yeah. got a suit jacket on, and she's got you know her tongue down his throat. And in one, it looks like one guy captioned, he goes, she looks like she's eating him <laughs> because her mouth is mm. wide open and attacking his face. Yeah. It is some bizarre scene. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So I guess oh, that's yeah. what sells suits these days. I don't it know. Sure does, Jerry. Well, I bought about, one yesterday. What's that? I bought a suit yesterday based on this. Did you ever look at mm-hmm. you? You ever buy the tux? Uh, no, I just buy a black suit and wear the tux tie with it. <laughs> what is the difference? I don't think there's much of a difference. There's not. I no. agree. That's what I did. I bought the nice black suit myself. So not that I've needed it, but. I haven't gone anywhere in a year. You can't go anywhere in a tux these days. No. Although Allie did work a wedding for the first time in forever the other day. Is that right? Yes, she did on Saturday. It was her first wedding in a year, I believe, that she worked. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for her. Right. Hey, this this Marcus May on the Jets. Yeah. You know, he's not happy with the Jets. Uh, I guess the Jets franchise tag. Yes, he gets $10 million as of now. Yes. I still have no idea what that means. And I'm like, well, here's what I know. Basically buys you another year to sign him to a contract, essentially. Players don't like to be franchise tagged. They don't because here's why. He could be a free agent instead and get a long-term deal. So it's leverage for the team. It gives them more time. And they have, you know, there's these different dates that they have to have a deal done by. So now with the franchise tag, it it gives the Jets until July 15th to where they can work out a long-term contract. If they don't, he plays under the one-year deal for $10 million. How terrible. No, it's not terrible. Now, I'm just trying to see how much money he made last year because $10 million, I would think, is a nice bump for him. What if Dak Prescott gave him a couple bucks? Would uh, that keep him happy for another year with the Jets? This uh, I think so he made $6 million over his first four years. 
He's making ten million this year. I'm sick of hearing about these the guys and their money. Hell of a rate. Well, sick of it. It's the Jerry. world we're living in, man, and the money the is world getting. You're living in. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Well, it's a good thing you don't watch. Oh, I watch the NFL. Actually, the NFL is the only one that I understand where the money's coming from. Like, this makes sense. They get all these viewers. They pay the money. They get the the, the advertising. Sure. They got a lot of viewers. Da, 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 a billion people watch. Well, I mean, the NBA gets the money, too. I just don't understand how the networks recoup it. Me neither. Because the NBA ratings are not great. The garbage. But TNT, like, Turner pays the NBA a fortune, and so does ESPN. For basketball rights. So I know where the money's coming from. I don't get how they make it back. Me neither. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But it's out there, and people, it's a lot of money out there, Al. Just got to go find it. The Eagles, Jerry, have committed to Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. Well, that's what reports say, that the owner wants him to be the starter, yes. I was with uh, my buddy came uh, down with Paul? his son. No, this is my friend Steve. And his son is, I'm trying 50% to think. percent chance. How old he, he I'm going to say his son's like, Mm, 10 years old. Okay. Loves the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Loves them. So I said, oh, yo, I I said, are you still like the Eagles? And he said, yes. Uh, He's all excited for Jalen Hurts, but he's got, you know, Carson Wentz fatheads on the wall. Yeah, sure. It's a weird thing. Like, I feel like when we were kids, most of the time our guys didn't get traded. That must be weird, like, for a kid who's younger. Well, must get upset. Like, let's say this kid really loved Carson Wentz and free agency and salary cap. Yeah, and when then we it's were just kids, like, players were there forever. We got to peel of the, the, the different what time. A, what a sad day to peel a Carson Wentz fathead off a kid's room. Uh, see, wall. I don't think, but I don't think you're peeling it off. I think you're gonna. He's gonna still follow him in, with the Colts. Really? I mean, I can tell you, having kids that are 16 and 10, it they watch the players more so than the teams. The only team. That either of my two kids are really, you know, into. Matthew is really into the Mets. That's it. And he then was players. A, all players. I mean, it's fantasy sports. It's, you know, trading cards, which he's into again. Um, it's it's players. It's not teams anymore. And part of it is the fact, the movement. You know, for so he's 16. He has seen LeBron James be on the Heat, the Cavs, and the Lakers and win titles with each team. When we grew up, Patrick Ewing was on the Knicks for his entire career until the very end, with two stupid seasons at the end with Seattle and I guess Orlando for a while, whatever. But that's not, you know, you didn't you didn't move around and jump around like this. It's a different time. Now, to... in a way, it's more popular than ever because it's consumed differently. In another way, it's kind of sad. You're not really raising team fans. You right. know, it's different. Good Much news, I'm, I'm on the Fathead website. They do have a Jalen Hurts, so maybe I get this for the kid. What do you oh, think? Look, look, Sal was on again. Uh, yes, I think that would be good. Then he's going to still be looking for his name in your, your will as well. All right, we got to yeah. take a break. Uh, we'll get you Boomer and Geo in a couple of minutes here. Right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute. Sal Licata explaining why Dak's new contract will ultimately— Oh, well, this is not good. He what says it'll he be saying? a disappointment. Jerk. Ha! Love it. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to the top of the hour. Nobody played last night. All three local hockey teams in action this evening. What else you got, Al? I see President Biden. His dogs got kicked out of the White House. That sucks, huh? Yeah. Where do they live? They went back to, uh, back to his farm. Oh, okay. They'll be taken Delaware care of. Delaware or something. They'll be taken care of. But I so guess what happened? They attacked someone? Well, one of the dogs was being very aggressive towards the security guard. So uh, the dog had to go, and then they just decided to throw both of the dogs out of the White House. So uh, that did not last long, dogs in the White House. But they still have a nice home, so they'll be just fine. They do still have a nice home, but now you'd be free to walk around the White House without uh, getting attacked by uh, one of Mr. Do you ever Biden's. do a White House visit? No. No, I have neither. no interest in the politics like that. Well, that's eh. not po- it's just <laughs> it's not politics. It's sightseeing. Well, I, I guess if I can go in the Oval Office, I'd be interested. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you have to be into politics one side or another to want that's to see true. the White House. That's true. Yes, I would. I actually visited the outside of the White House. Like I have a photo in front of the gate in front of the White yeah, House. Yeah, sure. I did. I went there with Sal once too. You and Sal Looked did. Uh... I remember saying to him, "This is the problem with the sightseeing vacation." What do I do with the rest of my day? Right. Like this is awesome. It. Here's some photos. Now, in now fairness, what do I do? 
Columbia was playing Georgetown in football, not basketball, football. So we were able to go do the football game after we saw the White House, and that was that. So you made it a work-slash-pleasure vacation with you and Sal. <laughs> we went to the White House for five minutes, oh. took a couple of photos, and then we left. And that was that. Hmm. What, what, what really struck me were the snipers on the roof. I love a good sniper on a roof. Remember the Super Bowl? The yeah. The snipers on the roof next to our hotel? I love snipers on a roof. That was freaky. But what's weird is like just outside the White House, beyond the gates, is a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff happening. A little sketchy out there. I guess. I don't Which is remember. very strange for the White House, you would think. I don't remember. Have... I just remember walking up, seeing it, and then walking back. I don't remember. You don't remember there being like sketchy people walking around? I remember there were a lot of demonstrations going on. And this, yeah. was, and this was 2014, I guess, 15. There was a lot happening outside. Uh, and I and one of the guys, one of the security people, like, yeah, that's everything. Less than a week away from March Madness and Selection Sunday. 